0: I wanna speak about the power of words. Have you ever been to a family party or you have going out with some friends and one person starts to speak very negative, starts to complain, to mourn, and all of a sudden the whole atmosphere is dropping and the whole atmosphere is changing in a very negative way. And often people, they complain. What they often say is, oh, it's unfair. It's unfair. I deserve something better unfair and the whole complaining and mourning changes the whole atmosphere in a negative way and you know words have power with words you can create something with words you can lift up somebody but one word is negative you can crush the spirit of a human being in proverbs chapter 15 verse 4 a gentle word or a tree of life the seaful tongue crushes the spirit and here is a story about the guy who learned to speak out life-changing words after 20 years. He said one specific word and that word has had like a stronghold and he learned after 20 years to, to say to that word has no power to my life anymore. Here is Ernst Vögel, let's give him a big
1: round of applause. Thank you. I just want to share something of my past. My wife and I, we thought, this is going to be the most important year of our time ever. I had to, in my mind, to do the graduate of my studies in springtime. Then in summer, we would like to have our wedding. And in September, we would take our first job in, uh, uh, as pastors. But things changed. On Mother's Day... I got a telephone call. I was studying in Germany and somebody called me and told, listen, your mother had to be operated because of her bowel and it's full of cancer. There is no hope and she will die. Actually, it went worse with my mother and 10 days Before we had planned our wedding, my mother died. On Monday, Monday 31st of July, there was the burial. And on Saturday, 6th of August, we had planned our wedding. Can you imagine? On her burial day, in one moment, I took myself a little bit back and I said nothing can shake me today. I'm not shakable. And my friends, it really happened. From this moment I wasn't shaken anymore. I couldn't even cry. My tears stucked. They didn't come out anymore for 20 days, 20 years. And after 20 years, I thought something has gone wrong. Something was wrong because when I was sad, my tears, they went inward. And it was very bitter. It was very painful. When God showed up, he told me, you can step out. There is healing for you. I had some counseling. I had some prayers. And even de- uh, delivery. And I got free. The Holy Spirit cared about me. And helped me to come out. Some years later, I went back to this very place in the Emmental. I stood at the real place and said, "Devil, it's over. Finished. I am free because the blood of Jesus healed me, helped me. I had to have. Uh, I came out of this uh, past." and got a new life in Jesus by this. Amen. I was unshakable, but the Lord made me shakable again.
2: Thank you so much, Ernst, for sharing this and sharing that story, that amazing testimony, even in English. So impressive. Thank you so much. Wow. You probably know sentences like this, like Ernst uh, spoke about. Sentences that are more than just protecting what was heard inside of us. They build a wall. And the problem with the wall is we, it should protect something inside of us, but it protects even more than we expect it to protect. It protects also from good things. It protects us also in relationships. It protects us also from the love of God. And then we realize there is a wall and we cannot move over that wall and, and it... It helps us afar from the love of God. This is what these sentences are building a wall in our lives, even though we, we don't know the sentences, even though we don't, we don't even recognize that we spoke something so strong. And maybe you are sitting here right now, or maybe you, you are watching online, and our prayer is that our God our Father in Heaven shows these unseen walls today, tonight, right now, when you listen to that message, and reveals it like it happened to ends because He was then free to step over, to make, in, to to live again. Because our words never are neutral; our words are always either life giving, life spending, or they are crushing, or they are they are disturbing. It says in Proverbs 18 verse 20, wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. This is what words are meant to be. But how often do we find ourselves complaining, whining about things? Every day they We have been given the chance to whine, to complain about things. When I think about us, we live in a beautiful new apartment but there are so many things to complain because the apartment has some mistakes that need to be repaired or the floor isn't as beautiful as it was two years ago when we moved in or there are already these black stripes at the wall because we live in the apartment. There are so many things we can complain and about the complaining and about the we forget that the apartment is so beautiful it's the apartment of our dreams so do you see that in life there are so many things we can complain and and the problem is that it, it creates an attitude and we forget and we will become blind for the things that are good in our lives And I just wanted to share some sentences we might say and speak out daily. And you might find yourself of speaking out some of these sentences like, I can't do this, I will never find satisfaction. For example, I will be alone forever. I will never get well again. It will always be that way. I do not allow myself to be hurt anymore. Corona annoys me. Everyone annoys me. Why always me? Everyone is stupid. I have no friends. I will never make any good money. God doesn't help me anyway. I'm not good at writing. My husband will definitely leave me. Or my wife will definitely leave me. They are all greedy for money. They don't want me. Women are like that, men are just like that. And can you feel the atmosphere is changing? It gets heavy. It gets it gets bad because we think about all the stuff that we can complain at. And believe me, there is a lot to complain, but we can decide whether to see what is what is bad or whether we see what is good. And with our words, we can create a good atmosphere because words never stand neutral. They always either spend life and are life-giving, and we can decide to to choose to, to give and to speak life-giving words, or we choose to crash it all down, to to tear it all down, to just destroy everything. And Paul is a man who wrote a lot of letters in the Bible, in the New Testament. He had reasons in his life enough to just whine and to just complain because he was beaten up. He was shipwrecked and he was hungry and he was cold and he was um, lonely. He was without money. He experienced it all. But he gave a beautiful advice In Philippians 2, verse 14 to 15, he says, Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure. And imagine, he was writing that sentence while he was in prison himself. Isn't that amazing? So therefore, let us remember, whining and complaining builds walls Of conviction. My life is so stressful. I have so many dreams in my life, but most of them seem impossible to reach.
1: Sometimes the pressure of family life and ministry just is too much to handle.
0: check out this uh, picture of this wall actually and this is very important that we understand we want to make it very visual for you guys that you understand words are not neutral we're living in switzerland we are a neutral country We have no opinion about anything right when it comes to words words are not neutral words either you create life or death and the bible says Be careful what you say because we're building up like this wall. It's like an unseen world, an unseen world, world, wall actually. And it always parts us from the goodness and the grace of God and from signs and miracles. We have to understand when, for example, there was a a girl in our church. And be careful what you say. Be careful what you pray actually as well. She said to God, God, burn everything away from me that hinders me to be fully devoted for you. She said it, she spoke it out. She drove home with the train. When she arrived at home, she saw the house was burning down. With other words, be careful what you say, because your words have power, right? Um, You know that the people of God, even though if you experience signs and miracles, we often think when God is creating, doing miracles, performing miracles, we will never doubt. Sometimes people are saying, God, if you heal me right now, I will give everything. I will never doubt. My whole life belongs to you. We, be- we believe that in that moment from the bottom of the hearts, right? But the people of God are a good example. They lived for many, many years in Egypt and they were slaves and they were complaining. And God says once time, I can see, I can hear, I can feel. My, heart, my hands are not too short to intervene. And God did the miracle after 10 plagues. He led the people of God out from Egypt into the promised land. They stood in front of the Dead Sea. And God opened up the sea and they walked to the sea. And when everyone was across the sea, the whole water killed the Egyptian uh, army. I have to be honest, I have never experienced a miracle like that. If I will be a part of that miracle, I will never doubt. Three days later, the people of God were in the desert they were complaining, mourning, and the whole story repeats again and again and again. And they said, God, it's not fair. And they said in the desert, God, you think you don't care. You want to kill us. You're not a good God. Let's go back to Egypt. And when I read the story while I was preparing the message, I felt, oh, this is crazy. We can experience the biggest signs and miracles in our life. You're praying for a husband, boom, there's a husband. You're praying for a child, boom, there are two kids. You're praying for a house, boom, you get a villa. You get a promotion, all those things. But only sometimes three days later, we still start to complain, to mourn about all things. We're not happy about God. And what, what impresses me, two million of those people, they said to God, in the desert, we are tired. They spoke it out. What you say is what you get. Only two guys, Caleb and Joshua, they said, mm, with God, we are strong. And I felt we have to make a decision what we say. Because our words are so powerful. You can say, I'm tired. Or no, 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 no. God Almighty has given me the Holy Spirit. And with the Spirit of God, everything is possible. Tired or strong? Choose. And often we choose, oh, I'm so tired. God is not good. Check out. The walls is falling down. Miracle took place. Hey, Check out in James chapter 3. James is saying with one word, you can change a lot of things. He takes three examples. He says, the bird steers a horse. A small piece can steer a horse. Or a rudder steers a ship. This is crazy. A large ship. But a small rudder steers a ship. A spark of a set fire sets a whole forest into a fireplace. With other words, one spoken word with all those illuminations, is actually a message. Be careful what you speak in the seen and on the unseen world. Now I want to be very practical. How can we tear down these walls of all those words? There are three things. Lamentating to God, tears down the wall piece by piece. It's very important that we have a place where we can mourn and complain. Often uh, people say, just praise God and seek the Lord and read the Bible. This is good. Read the Bible and praise the Lord as often as you can do. It's important. But you need a place where you can lay down all your wearies. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, come to me. Jesus is saying, come to me. Come to me. If you're heavy, weary, you have burdens, you complain, you mourn, come to me. who all your weary and burdens and I will give you some rest. Guys, it's so important. You need the time with God. That's why I walk almost every second day. I walk to the zoo in Zurich. And uh, I don't like Corona. Is anyone here you love Corona? Not the beer, the virus. You love the virus, hands up. We hate the virus, right? We can't we can stand the virus anymore. And I have to lead a church, a big church. We have so many changes, so many new regulations. After a while, I have no clue anymore which regulations are now uh, in. And often I go into the, the forest of Zurich and I say to God, God, I'm so tired. I don't get it anymore. Move. It has to come out. That's why when you walk to the forest, there are no, no animals anymore. They walked away because they're so shocked. And here's the point. We Christians often think, I cannot say this to God. God is the safest place on earth. God can handle my feelings, my thoughts, my words, speak out, lamentate to God. Psalms, three quarters of all the psalms, Psalms are lamentation Psalms. Uh, they like said, God, do something. They cried out to God Almighty because, you know, it's the best place on earth because spoken words to God is the safest place. But you speak it out to other people. You build up this wall. And that's not healthy. Let's go into linguistic. Um, in linguistic, they came up uh, with the words. And check out the power of those words. They said, language creates your reality language creates your reality for example the word loss loss means i feel lost if you see loss you will say oh my gosh i feel lost remember the last part of the word means member i'm a part of something protest means a test i'm being tested or possible you will say able i see many abilities In linguistic, they figured out. That's not the Bible. They figured out. Your words, you speak out. They have so power. They are so powerful. It has an effect and an impact in your daily walk. That's why words are not neutral. What you're saying, it's what you get in the end of your day. The second thing is gratitude to God tears down the wall piece by piece. Why piece by piece? Check out this Bible verse in Psalm 50 verse 23 those who sacrifice thanks offerings honor me i want to pause for a moment the bible is not saying if you feel happy give thanks to god if you feel in the mood of sing praise and worship sing to god the Bible is not saying if you're in the mood to read the bible i'm so happy it's a sacrifice a sacrifice means i understand the power of praise and worship Hey, this is the same thing. Often when I come to the church, I'm not always in the mood for praise and worship and the Swiss people, anyhow, we're not in the mood because we're Swiss people, we're neutral. That means even though if I don't feel well, if I don't feel strong, I know the power in praise and worship. I sing because I believe. And sometimes because I sing, I start to believe. And doesn't matter how you start, but sing what you believe and believe what you sing. And after a while, it creates in you happiness. Happiness, there's a quote, they're saying, um, the, 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 happy, the happy people, um, not those people that are doing well, are the happy people, the thankful people, they are the happy ones. People that understood my foundation is Jesus Christ. Thankfulness, listen, is for me a statement I do every single day in the last couple of months. Because in this coronavirus, I don't like it. I cannot fly. We have to change all the time. So many things in ICF. I don't like it. I don't get it. I don't understand. And every single day, I proclaim the joy of the Lord is my strength. Nine o'clock in the morning, I repeat, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Ten o'clock in the morning, the joy of the Lord is my strength. One o'clock, the joy of the Lord is my strength four o'clock the joy of the Lord is my strength eight o'clock the joy of the Lord is my strength and nine o'clock I'll say Leo cool now can you say to your face that your faith is also happy why are you saying that say the joy of the Lord is my strength the joy of the Lord is my strength the joy of the Lord is my strength you know what it does it I command my soul to be happy It's nothing to do with circumstances. If you ask people, how do you do? Oh, I'm not going to do it. Stress, lockdown, soft down, over down, whatever downs you have. I say, no, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Check out what Albert Einstein said. Very cool quote, actually. Everyone is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. A lot of people walking around the field, you feel like stupid because you compare yourself. A fish cannot climb the tree. With other words, embrace your life, the gifts that God has given, even though your own journey. Be careful what you say. Be careful what you proclaim over your small group, over your family, over your wife. Words are not neutral. Words are building up a crazy wall. Now I want to close with a very, very practical thing, what I do almost every day. Prophetic words spoken over your tears down, the wall piece by piece. I believe in the power of a prophetic words. It's very easy for me to prophesy over your life because I can say God loves you. God has so many things in store for you. The best is yet to come. I know millions of quotes and you will say, oh my gosh, he's very strong, this prophet Leo. But when it comes to my own journey, to my own life, I have to understand the power of a prophetic word in Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4. The sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue. Check this out. God has given us a well-instructed tongue. The Holy Spirit gives us the right words for the right season. To know the word that sustains the weary. He weakens me morning, wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like a being instructed. That means every single day we are listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit in a time of a crisis. Now, what happens when we start to prophesy over our lives? We tear down the wall. That means Resecure, God gives me some freedom. Tyrant, I am strong. Check out, a building here a street. Unfair, my God is fair. You know why God is fair? Heaven, it's for everyone the same. You don't have a bigger house in heaven than I have. Forget it, you dreamer. It's fair for everyone. If you feel worthless god gives you valuable if you feel it's impossible god is saying everything is possible unshakable shakable stress god gives me some peace now check out what a prophetic word is doing with a prophetic verse you tear down the wall And you lay in front of you a street. A prophetic word is helping you to walk in the right direction. I start to proclaim the truth of God over my life. Hey, in a crisis, you have to read the Bible. I don't quote quotes. I quote the Bible. Do you know why the Bible the Bible is the living word of God. Before not one word is fulfilled in the Bible, Before heaven and earth will crush. That means the word of God is my foundation. The word of God is my way, the truth and the light. That means I start to proclaim the word of God. I know some people say, Pastor Leo, when I read the Bible, when I read the Bible, after one week, I have no clue anymore what I have read. I forgot everything. He is so sorry for you. I have no clue what I've eaten a week ago, but it has strengthened me and nurtured me. The same thing is doing the Bible, even though if I forget everything, it nurtures me, It strengthens me, it brings me in the right position. Come on, let's give God a hand for the word of God. It strengthened me. So what I do, what I did in the last 14 months in this Corona virus, every day i say to myself the joy of the lord is my strength i speak out a prophetic word the joy rests in me it has nothing to do if i can travel or if i can going out to a restaurant the joy of the lord is my strength i said in this 18 month our church gets bigger church has nothing to do with a building because when you speak out the word of god We will reach more people, more people get saved. We want to plant more churches. We will plant more small groups. And I said, the coronavirus cannot stop the kingdom of God. God is bigger than any virus. I spoke it out. You never heard me complaining. You never heard me complaining. And I said, the fear, it's not my foundation. Hey, if you read the news you are fearful because you read every day a tragic story. Now it's India is crazy and then was Brazil crazy and then every day is changing. And if you feed yourself from the news, fear sets in. I read the Bible. The Bible says, God has not given me a spirit of fear, a spirit of power, of righteousness and strength. Strength is in me. I'm not led by fear. I don't say, listen to me, I'm not careful. I wash, I wash my hands every day because I have so beautiful hands. I will wear a mask because my face is beautiful. I do all those things. I'm not stupid. I'm not saying the virus is not a virus. Please listen to me carefully, but I'm not led by fear. So many people, they don't meet each other anymore. They're fearful about being affected. Hey, life goes on. My life is the hand of God Almighty. Fear is not my foundation. The Holy Spirit lives in me. And I prophesying all those things, the joy of the Lord is my strength. God has given me a spirit of the Holy Spirit, of strength and power. Fear is not my foundation. And I speak out those words about the church, about my health, about my family, about the finances. You know what happens it creates a way in my life. And I always said to my whole leadership team in the last 14 months, I said in the summer 2021, that means this summer, our church will be bigger, stronger, more impact. Coronavirus presses out new ideas because the church is on the building. We want to reach more people online. And this morning that around 20,000 people watching our messages, 20,000. It's a number you cannot imagine. Nothing can stop us. And I speak out the prophetic words over my life. God loves me. God is for me. He's not against me. No virus can stop the kingdom of God. And I walk on those prophetic words. I hope you, you get the picture. When you speak out negative words, you create a wall and this wall has a negative impact but if i'm grateful and thankful i'm lamentating to god but then if i speak out the words of god creates a way in my life